This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it going we know that we are as well <laughs> crazy enough absolutely massive store uh show in store for you here tonight brian poliant is out who will be replacing him as the special teams coordinator we will talk about that tonight some names that you may start hearing over the next couple days we'll focus on one uh here tonight and it's not it's from a team that's not too far away and a guy that knows Brian Polian, uh, Brian Polian, Brian Kelly, actually, uh, pretty well. Uh, Malik Neighbors incident today. Uh, we'll discuss on this briefly. Um, I'll give my thoughts on it. Some things that I've heard. Other than that, we're, you know, we're going to let due process. What I am going to say is, and a lot like the Brandon Miller incident out at the University of Alabama, I still urge people to allow due process to play out as, guys, this is still a misdemeanor charge that he was charged with uh, on Monday night. So let due process play out, but I'll give you the details uh, of that as well. LSU baseball beats Southern 18-4. Start off a little sluggish. Thatcher Hurd kind of got banged around in the top of the third. Gave up four strength singles. Christian Little comes in and absolutely dominates as he gets the win 
for the LSU Tigers. And after Christian Little comes in, the bats absolutely erupted as Trey Morgan, your first baseman, hit for the cycle in order, which is the first time. So I asked Mikey Mytook today on Twitter. Uh, we had a little dialogue, former LSU uh, great center fielder, great outfielder. Uh, if he was the last person to hit for the cycle, and it appears uh, that he was, I think like 2010 or 2011, something like that. So Trey Morgan hitting for the cycle in order. That's absolutely massive. The the home run he hit there at the end was massive. And it was interesting, interesting enough to see as well a Trey Morgan at the end of the game coming in and playing left field. Something that I didn't know that Jay would do. He was actually, if you saw, the only starter that stayed in the game full uh, for the full length of the game, all seven innings, as he went from to first base out to left field uh, to end it out. But the Tigers run rule Southern 18-4. to four. Look, man, Southern was really scrappy today. I got to give them credit. They came out and touched up Th- Thatcher Hurd. A lot of the same things that Matt Trent from WBRZ said on the show here last night. Or no, no, no. Today's Tuesday. So Sunday night that Thatcher Hurd had been touched up the last time that he went against uh, LSU in a scrimmage. A lot of that same things was just inconsistent, but still had a lot of Ks. Had two in the first, had one in the second, and then had and couldn't get out in the third. So went two full innings uh, for Thatcher Hurd before that Christian Little debut. We'll go around your SEC. Consequently enough, uh, Brandon Miller, the Brandon Miller update. Um, I, I mean, it just, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm not going to speculate on something that I don't know, um, but we'll touch about it. And I'll probably go on my rant about midweek games on how they, you know, you don't want to lose them, but don't freak out if you do this early in the season, as you look around college baseball, especially around the SEC as a lot of teams are getting touched up today by mid-major programs. Vanderbilt was down, I think, to Central Arkansas. I don't know the final, but it looks like Mississippi State. um, uh, Mississippi State was um, getting touched up by ULM. Uh, I'm trying to get that final score. Looks like it was 11-4, maybe a final. Uh, So, look, they lost a midweek game, so it is what it is. And then... To really just all throughout the show, uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, you can get to all of them uh, as quickly as, or, or just, I'm trying to get this scored. I'm flustered. Let me reset. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, hit it inside the chat, inside the Rudy Crew chat, hashtag AskBlake, and we'll get to as many of them as we can throughout the show. Uh, Pooh Bear says, Southern is selected to win the SWAC. They are always on top of HBCU programs every year. Yeah, and uh, Grambling almost took down Arkansas today as well. Um, Ryan says, I said it on Tigers Avenue's chat on Friday, which is um, Tebow Haired Zach's podcast, said that he thought that Trey would hit for a cycle in the first half of the season. Well, look at you. Look at you. Robert Plaisant says, do you think he plays if this weekend, if tanks can't field and just hit and put Jones at first, I don't know that. You know, like, I, I will be open. I just don't know that. Pooh has uh, Pooh Bear asked a question inside the chat that y'all can chime in on. Hashtag ask the fans, with the special team coordinator position open, 
Which of you Twitter coaches will fill the position? Who wants the position? Uh, Arthur Coco on YouTube says Pete Limbo at South Carolina. Look, I just don't know if he's going to leave the situation that he has at South Carolina. I mean, he's considered one of the best, if not the best special teams guy in America. Um, he's been at Memphis. He's been at Rice. He's been at Maryland. Uh, he's been at Ball State. He's been at Elon. He, this is his first time at South Carolina in the SEC. Um, I just don't know. You know, like, I, I just I just don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll just, I mean, you look at special teams coaches and you look, he's one of the best and I get it. Um, at the same time, I don't think that he is the guy that LSU uh, is potentially going after. I could be wrong there. But it looks like um, Marty Biaggi, or B-I-G, is a guy, the old Miss special teams coordinator, we'll talk about a little bit here tonight and what it means that Brian Polian is out and that you got to get somebody new into uh, LSU for the special teams. All right. Pooh, let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listen to us live on Facebook. Stop, collaborate, and listen live on this Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. Hit the like and share. Share all of those Facebook groups. Share all of your social media pages as well. We appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. We're getting so close to 5,000 subscribers. We're still trying to give away the $200. Got to go to the Rafino and Joe show, subscribe. Also go to, or if you're listening to us on YouTube, just do it now. If you haven't done so already and hit that subscribe button and notification bell. If you listen to us on podcast, Sirius XM, tune in radio, wherever you listen to it, like, review, and subscribe as well. All right, let's get to our first break. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. We return in one minute. Who's going to replace Brian Polian? And what is his role now? BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. All right, everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Stop what you're doing. Get to your phones. 
Hit the like and share. Don't be a Rudy Poo. All right. Rob Boudreaux says Brian Polian needs to be or BP needs to be a be security for our guys so they don't need guns. We'll touch on that in a minute. Brandon Reese says, I'm just glad that Brian Polian is still with the program. I do agree with that to uh, some extent. To some extent, I agree with that. He also says, dang, Mississippi State lost to ULM. That they did. And if I'm not mistaken, Vandy was losing to uh, Central Arkansas. If I, I, I might be wrong there. And for a long time, a score update, Central Arkansas 5, Vandy 1. There you go. And for a little while there, Florida, who had a very strong opening weekend, uh, was trailing one to nothing, but they rallied late. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that final score. As college baseball's here, man. If you know this show, you know me. I follow a lot of SEC baseball. Love basketball, too, but just we follow a lot of SEC baseball as well. Uh, Black Ice 4040 says, ain't nothing wrong with having a weapon as long as you are licensed. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, I mean... I know that there's going to be a lot of debate, but we got something else we need to talk about first. Last one before we get roll. Oh, top nine UF only up by one. Here we go. Pooh, keep us involved in that one if you don't mind. Daniel Williams says, Polian is the first coach in football history to make the special teams coordinator position look difficult. Uh, I don't agree with that. I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. I, I'm, I'm still old enough to remember when Coach McMahon – like had dudes running out there religiously missing extra points in his first year at LSU, right? Um, so let's talk on Brian Polian. Let me let me say this. Um, I don't think that there's another way to sugarcoat it other than LSU last season on special teams really struggled. From Florida State to you going to Georgia to Jack Besh having a ball – hit off his head against Tennessee. Some of that is not his fault. Some of it is. You have to find the right pieces. You have to right, find the right players. And football is a three-toned sport. So many times when we talk in the offseason, we talk offense, defense, depth, and special teams. Special teams hardly ever gets brought up, and I understand why. But when you have a good special teams coordinator, you have a good kicker, a good punter, Good things can happen. Ask Cade York when you're in the fog and you're going up against Florida and you beat the SEC East champion. Um, and I, I will openly tell you, I had heard that through some people that there was really um, some tension maybe with Brian Polian and others uh, inside that building and they know that there was issues. I think Brian Kelly knows that there was issues and why. Brian Polian is being moved from special teams coordinator to being pretty much what he will be as the assistant to the head coach who will be a GM. And look, I think Brian Polian going to that to that spot and a non-biased opinion is a really good place for him. Brian Kelly really values the opinion of Brian Polian when it comes to evaluating talent, doing some things in national recruiting, and what he did in the transfer portal. I'm fine with that. In reference to him being your special teams coordinator, considering how LSU has done over the last couple of years at that position group or at that unit, um, it, it probably is a really good move. And I, I, look, we, we went all season talking about how bad Brian Polian had been, how bad special teams had been. 
Um, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I could make the argument, I think, that the game against Georgia is a lot closer than some believe if you don't have the block kick. Uh, if you can do some better things in special teams, I think Jay Bramlett was a good uh, addition. He was able to get really good uh, fuel position for you in a many of spots. But, man, you just had so much dysfunction there. Um, you probably should have beat Florida State if you can kick that extra point. Uh, I know that it's game one, but that's such a crucial spot in the game where you just can't miss things like that. The, the Football nine times out of ten is a game that's won and lost by inches. Literally, won and lost by inches. You can't have a situation where you're losing in one phase of the game. You know, I, I went to a coach's clinic about nine years ago, and the person that spoke, you won't like it, one of the guest speakers was Nick Saban. Every coach there, and I'm talking about every coach there, talked to, uh, talked to Saban about offense, defense. Nobody brought up special teams. It was one coach who... I don't even really remember his name who I think had, had won like 21 state championships or something like that. And no, it's not in Louisiana coach was actually from like Arkansas or Texas or something like that. And he raised his hand. He says, coach, how involved are you in special teams? And he goes, that's the best question I've ever heard all the time. And so now that you're transitioning to get Brian Polian out, you're getting somebody new in, who are you looking forward to? Now, LSU, for all intents and purposes, has gone pretty much this offseason unscathed. You're still not having Brian Polian uh, 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 plucked by another team. He's still going to be around. I know that he interviewed multiple times for the Grand Valley State head coaching job, which he couldn't get. Um, and so now you're just having to move some other things. Maybe you're not done. Uh, uh, maybe there might be some other some other transitions that happen, but I don't think that they're going to be absolutely massive that stops what you're doing uh, on the field. There is one guy, though. So about three weeks ago, this really started ramping up about Brian Polian. Actually, believe it or not, um, we posted, a, or I posted a very long article on our message board, AYSSnetwork.com, and in like six paragraphs, I put... All the things that I've been hearing that's going on with Brian Polian, if you haven't subscribed, you should do so. I'll get you the article if you want it really that bad. But about six paragraphs of things that I've been hearing about Brian Polian. That was about three weeks ago. Then uh, late last week, we posted on the message board um, that there was a situation in a scenario where I'd heard he's already been moved. It's just got to be finalized. Nobody confirmed the finalization. So that is why we didn't report anything, but we had been talking about it religiously on the message board. The only thing for me is, is I think that there are guys better suited for that position group better than Brian Polian. And I hope as if that the new guy, you know, since there maybe was some tensions that I had been told in that locker room with Brian Polian, that you can bring a guy in that does not cause the same amount of issues uh, that that he did. Now, there is a guy in the SEC that's name has constantly come up. Now, let me give a disclaimer, right? Like, full disclaimer. I'm not reporting this. I'm not saying it, it's not a rumor. It's just something that some sources that have been really good 
for me in the past, and if you followed us for a while, have been really good in the past. But a guy in Ole Miss and special team, their special teams coordinator, uh, Marty Big, who has been around the block a, a while. He's been at Arkansas Pine Bluff, was a co-defensive coordinator. It's actually been in Baton Rouge before. He was a Southern special teams coordinator and DB coach from 2012 to 2014. He's bounced around. And actually, what's crazy enough, is in 2016, he was a special teams analyst for Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Would leave there, would go to North Texas, would be at North Texas for three seasons, would go to, for, would go to Purdue, and then ultimately uh, this past season uh, would be at Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a really good special teams unit. Uh, did a lot of good things. Their return game was really good. And now when you have a guy like Aaron Anderson that's probably going to return punts and kicks, and you have a guy that's shown that is can be pretty productive in the return game, sign me up if he's the guy. Now, again, full disclaimer if you're just joining us. I'm not reporting, not saying, not breaking any news, but his name constantly has come up. I will be honest. I had a, guy, I had a, a Notre Dame a media person actually reach out to me no, not Brian Driscoll, but a Notre Dame uh, uh, media person reached out to me last Friday or Thursday and asked me about B.I.G. Um, and asked if he was going to go back with Brian Kelly and that Brian Kelly just he's doing what he normally does in hiring friends. That's a whole different, whole different thing that Brian Driscoll posted this morning and me and him probably need to ultimately get into it uh, about that. Not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, right now, but he's in the SEC coaching in a lot of positions. And a lot of times when you have really good coaches that have coached with you before, yes, you're going to go and pluck them. Okay. If this guy's really good, if he's a good recruiter, he's coming to Mandeville a couple of times, he's coming to Louisiana a couple of times and pluck dudes. Yeah. I mean, sign me up. Okay. Sign me the F up if this guy can go out and recruit, can do some good things, and be, let special teams be better than what it ultimately was. You have a guy like Peyton Todd who I thought would ultimately be your punter. What's going on with Peyton Todd, right? What's going on in the return game? I, I know Aaron Anderson is probably going to be that guy, but what if Aaron Anderson goes down? What if Aaron Anderson needs a breather? What if, it's, what, what if you're in a situation where... You know, like, he's got to take a playoff. His helmet gets knocked. Like, something crazy. I think that Marty Biaggi has been in this situation enough before that he doesn't have other things on his plate and can just focus specifically on special teams. Now, Brian Polian, uh, I would assume, I would assume, um, is going to get the title of recruiting coordinator lifted off of him. So, something that, that nobody's really talking about today when this news broke from Pete Thamel um, he had that title of recruiting coordinator. There's only one person in that building. One person in that building that you need to give recruiting coordinator to. It's Frank Wilson. Okay. We, we cool there. We understand that. Like his track record is immense on when he has that title, how good LSU does in recruiting. Give the title to Frank. Shut the F up. 
and move on with your life. Give him a pay raise. Do whatever you got to do. He's the best running back con- uh, running back coach that probably LSU has had from a long sustained period of time. Okay, and he's obviously the best recruiting coordinator that we've had probably outside of Oris Ron. Okay, Frank probably already should have had that. Probably unwritten rules. I know that some coaches inside that building already went to Frank for things anyways. Give it to him. (laughs) Give it to him. You'll be much better in recruiting if you give him that title. All right, let's get to a couple comments uh, before we get uh, into this Malik neighbor stuff. I see a lot of people commenting on it. Uh, Bill says, what are names that you're hearing, Blake? The only one that we're going to bring up tonight, Bill, is Marty Biagi. Not to get confused as Chance Babinask for Mr. Miagi. Uh, but remember it like this. Notorious what? B-I-G. Marty B-I-G. That's how I remembered his name. <laughs> it's a double on deal of double G. Snoop Dogg. Pooh, why are you shaking your head backstage? I, I mean, can I bring some flavor into this? It's that motherfucking B-I-G. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's how I remember it. That's how I remember it. Uh, Black, Black Eye says, or let's just call it, Presha says, why would neighbors be kicked off? Bill, it's a simple misdemeanor. Um... Bill asked, let me go to his question. He says, is Neighbors going to be kicked off the team? No. I, I if he's so if you, since everybody in the chat's talking about it, let let's just let's go here. Okay. Let's get this over with. Okay. Louisiana's open carry state. Now, I do not know if he had it in an open carry position. Okay, so if you missed it today, let me let me backtrack. If you missed it today, it was reported that Malik Neighbors, LSU's number one wide receiver, was arrested Monday night around 9 p.m. on a misdemeanor's weapons charge. So, which means, from what I understand, that there was an issue that went down. Malik Neighbors may or may not have been detained and an incident due to arrest. So, with an incident due to arrest, and, and some of you know my background, means when someone's detained, they're not arrested, but when you pat someone down for safety and you find something that is an incident to arrest, it seems as if that was the situation. He was released on his own recognizance. He was ROR'd is what they actually call it. So him being ROR'd out of OPP just shows how simple this is. Now, I don't think people, I don't, I think people, some people, are overreacting to this, okay? Some people are overreacting to um, what is going on. Now, somebody just sent me this. New Orleans police officers were on foot patrol in the quarter around 7.30 p.m. on the day of Mardi Gras noticed an L-shaped object that was in neighbors' front pocket, pant pocket. Police wrote uh, the records filed in Orleans Parish Criminal District. The newspaper said... Uh, Orleans or officer, excuse me, asked neighbors whether he had a permit or not. And when he told him he didn't, then they arrested him. So incident. So like we were just mentioned, mentioning incident to arrest. They observed an object. They're like, look, dude, give us the gun. 
we got to place you under arrest since you don't have a permit. But here's the interesting thing about that. The interesting thing about that is that is a city of New Orleans law. That is not a state law. John Bell Edwards passed a law in, I think, 2022 or 2021, I can't remember, that openly says that you can have an open carry. Now, not a con- now you do have to have a permit for a concealed carry. I understand that. But, guys, I, I mean, with all due respect, and I, I mean this with all due respect, okay, I, I know what the officers wrote, okay, but you're detained first. Before you're arrested, you're detained. They don't know what the L-Safe job dict is in, his, is, is in his pocket. Let me give an example. They can't go searching in his pocket before they detain him. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if he openly admits it, it is what it is, and good on him for admitting to police what he's got in his front pocket, something that went really simple that a lot of times in this country, it doesn't, you know, I don't want to get political, white, black, and different. Sometimes when those encounters happen, they do not go over smoothly, okay? A lot of times, I'm glad that this one did. I've been in the world when someone has had a firearm on their firearm on their person, and sometimes things do not go well. Truth be told, I understand what, you know, I understand probably where Malik Neighbors is coming from. He broke a rule. He broke a law. He's going to probably have to pay a little bit of penance. Let him run. Let him just, you know, run, do some disciplinary running, tell him, listen, do not have a gun in your possession without a concealed carry permit. Okay? You move on from the incident. But I will tell you, I will tell you, okay? Alan Smith says open carry passed in 2016. Whenever John Bell, but he did something in 21. In 21, he did something with open carry as well He because they ratified it. But regardless, regardless of getting into this political debate that everyone wants to have about open carry, I see police officers on our message board and I see police officers, you know, and they're right and they're given right instruction. And I, I'm glad that they're doing that. But listen, what's the difference in what Denver Harris was not arrested for and reckless driving and almost hitting somebody versus having a gun in the quarter. I get it. People freak out around guns. People haven't, you know, don't like them. I grew up in a situation where my dad and I, honestly, every weekend went hunting or fishing. And my dad, nine times, if not 10 times out of 10, had a pistol on his hip, had a pistol in his glove box, had a pistol, where, you know, like, what do you call those little things, the little magnet things you see on TV now? He, he's always had a pistol. I grew up around guns. Have a gun right here in the studio, in my house, okay? I mean, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. I don't think that there's a big issue with owning weapons. That's just my take. Now, do you need to be in the French Quarter with one and not have legal paperwork? Probably not. Probably not, but he's a kid. He's a kid. Calm down with it, man. Do let due process play itself out. Guys, I don't if any of you have been in the law enforcement realm, the simple fact that OPP ROR'd him showed how petty it was. What they should have done. Let me tell you what they should have done. Now, I know that it is a Monday morning quarterback type of deal. Okay. But Formerly being in that world and still, you know, 
having the legal background that I do, they should have probably confiscated the weapon and given him a summons. They probably shouldn't have arrested him and brought him to OPP. Just being honest. Write him a summons, give him a court date, confiscate the weapon, put it into evidence, lock it up, be on your merry fucking way. But just saying there are a lot of times when people don't have legal backgrounds. I don't know how many of you have legal backgrounds in here. Okay. But I'm just going to tell you writing a simple summons is not that big of a deal. Literally, I know for a fact of a police officer here locally that literally probably for every misdemeanor case outside of like domestic domestic abuse or anything like that will write a write a summons on everybody he comes encounter with. It's a misdemeanor, guys. It's a misdemeanor. It's funny because as some of you in here, I know for a fact, drunk dr- are going to be drinking and have been drinking this Mardi Gras season and have drove driven home. Okay. It just, <coughs> just is what it is. Kelly says on YouTube, just hate how uh, petty people are in this state. All of the stuff going on in New Orleans and they arrest him, make it make sense. Well, Kelly, he did break a law. I mean, let, let's not get that out of context here, okay? I, I agree with you. They shouldn't have brought him to OPP. And if you know anything about OPP, when historical prisoners go there and people that go there a lot, when they open the gates to OPP, they say, OPP, yeah, you know me. Shows you my legal background. Uh, Shane says, everyone should go watch Nick Saban's rant on Musan Muhammad, a young man making mistakes, not the exact same scenario, but every word he said applies to this situation. Yeah, his son played for him. His son played for him. He, I, I think Musan Muhammad, if I'm not mistaken, uh, ran, runs a fortune, or, or was started, runs, and owns a Fortune 500 company. Okay, Pooh just said that's DK. Okay. Um, I was straight up in here, Pooh calling him, calling this man Kelly. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that was his, uh, his YouTube name. Wade McBride says, I think if it was not Mardi Gras, he would not have been arrested, but because the time that he did. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, but again, you could say that I'm Monday morning quarterbacking the situation. Probably I am. They have, uh, they will have uh, uh, body cam footage, confiscate the gun, put it into evidence, write him a summons, go on your merry way. But questioning an officer is not my line of work, okay? Anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. There's so many different ways that this scenario could have gone out. Is he going to be suspended? I don't know. Brian Kelly said he was still trying to gather information. If the article is right, if the report is is right from what is going on, guys, this is not a situation like you have in Brandon Miller. Okay? 
It, it, it's just not. If you've missed a Brandon Miller from Alabama scenario and situation, I highly suggest that you go and look at what's going on there. Good googly moogly. Good googly moogly. Is that a big situation? But on the day that Brian Polian is going to step down, technically, and step away, you know, you have this news. It is what it is. I, I mean, if this is getting publicity, probably that it maybe shouldn't. Um, guys, him being a, you know, this isn't going to go that far. This isn't going to go that far. Hire, he's going to hire him. He, shit, he got a, he's already got an attorney. Sure, he'll be fine. Uh, one thing I could, I know everybody was in here. Um, oh, man. Paul Sub Martin says that Vanderbilt came back. Or no, Central Arkansas upsets Vandy 5-4. to four. How about that? Midweek games, man. Midweek games. Midweek games. We'll get to that after the next break. Let me just add a couple of... Um, let me add a couple of more notes here on Brian Polian uh, in this situation. Listen, I, I don't mind him stepping down. I don't mind him moving to another position. There is one thing that's really interesting. One thing that's very, very interesting with this entire situation. Nick Saban hired Ken Wisenhunt about a week ago to be assistant to the head coach. Now, he's done this multiple times. He's done it with Butch Jones. He's done it with Ken Wisenhunt. Brian Polian's doing the same type of situation here. Okay? A lot of coaches, a lot of big-time coaches are kind of doing this. I've seen a couple of them make announcements, assistant to the head coach. Now, whether it be, you know, heads, will Brian Polian have a headset on? I don't think so. But he'll be pretty much the all-field assistant to the head coach role. Obviously, he'll be on the sidelines. And look, we're acting like Brian Polian isn't an asset. Like, you use him as an asset. Like, he's watched a, a crap load of film. He's been around the team. Let him you let him do what he's best at. Put him in the, his dad's role. His dad was a really damn good GM. He's been really good at evaluating talent at not just LSU, but Notre Dame. I, I think it's fine. But bring somebody in. Who can do it? All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We're going to transition into some LSU baseball, their victory today over Southern. We're going to go around your SEC. We've already been talking about some teams that have been upset. Mississippi State goes down to ULM. Central Arkansas upsets Vandy. We'll keep some scores there. I don't know what the Florida score is at the current moment. I'll try to get that for you uh, out of the break. We'll, we'll talk baseball, go around the SEC, and then we'll do some questions at the end. Hashtag Ask Blake. Let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. Kind of fitting based off what we were just talking about. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Back in 45 seconds. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or... You're facing criminal charges. You need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. 
Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Pooh Bear said Florida is bussing it, bussing it wide open. That's what she said. Bussing it wide open. Chance Babin says, did you discuss the Trey Morgan hitting for the cycle? I have not. Uh, I, di- I did mention it to start to show that he hit the cycle. Look. Um, oh, by the way, everybody do us a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. LSU came out today a little sluggish. Thatcher heard. Uh, came out in the first inning. Had a fly out to left field. Then have, gave out back-to-back walks. And then had back-to-back Ks. Uh, lineup kind of struggled for the first couple of innings uh, as well. Dylan Cruz uh, might lead the country in getting hit by pitches. I'll have to look into that. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, they kind of struggled to start off. It wasn't until midway, midway through the game today, as Pooh Bear just said, busted it wide open. Uh, Thatcher Heard then would come in in the top of two. He would give a walk. He would have a K. Then there was Oppo single to left. Then there was a line out to left. The runner advanced uh, to third and tagged and then got to third and then ultimately would tag up and score, gave up the single to left. Then it was uh, then he finally got a unassisted play from Trey Morgan. And then he got to the third. Five straight batters came up. A flare in the center, a single up the middle, a single in the right, and then a line drive up the middle that scored runs. Then Christian Little came in. I will be honest, I did not see that coming, but I got to give a tip of the cap to Southern. Came in today, swung the bat really well. But when Christian Little came in and back-to-back appearances that he's had, he's done extremely, extremely well. Christian Little would come in in the third. Now, he gave up a ground ball that would score a couple of runs, but then he would have a, a fly out to Duga. He would get a, a grounder to uh, Jordan Thompson, who had an absolutely fantastic play, and then he would never, ever turn back. In the top of the fourth, he would get a K uh, to start off the inning. Then he would hit a batter. Then Neil would throw that batter out trying to steal. Then he would have another strikeout uh, as well. And he continued to deal uh, throughout uh, that game and the top of the fifth had a K then he had a walk and four pitch that got thrown out and then there was a hitter interference he did extremely extremely well I think that though the the big thing that will be talked about is how LSU did uh, at the plate they had a couple of little soft little hits they'd been hitting the, that's a, that's that's the craziest thing about baseball man if you go through innings one through three LSU was hitting the ball on a rope Ben Neapolt Hit a couple of balls today that were on a rope. A couple of guys, I think, what was it? Uh, Dick Gavin Dugai hit a shot to third, really hard grounder. That was a really good backhand. There was a double play. Then it came uh, Josh Pearson hit a little flare. Then uh, uh, Dalen Cruz got hit by a pitch. Then Gavin Dugai hit a little flare, and then they didn't look back. By the way, I don't know of a, of a ball that I've seen get hit harder 
than what Bear Jones, Jared, jo- Jared Bear Jones hit today. 467 feet. 107 miles off the bat. Wowzers. Wow. That is absolutely and utterly insane. So the, so the LSU Tigers would beat the Southern Jaguars 18-4, to led by and ultimately something that you probably – you know what's crazy is, is if you live for another 75 years, you know, if you – if technology, if technology gets so much better, better, and medicine gets so much better, maybe you could live for seventy-five more years. And the likelihood that you see someone hit a hit for the cycle, which, by the way, per Chris Blair, it's only happened like seventeen times in Major League Baseball. Seventeen times in Major League Baseball. That's his stat. I didn't look that up. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's right. I don't know. But he did it in an order. And Trey knew when he came up for that last at bat in the seventh that he had to go yaya to complete it. Single, double, the triple was what a hell of a hit that he had to the opposite field. What's crazy it was is that he went 0 for 8. 0 for 8 this past weekend and then had four hits today versus Southern looked at very impressive you might not ever see that again man going absolutely bananas on at two o'clock on a Tuesday wow wow this lineup is absolutely insane what's crazy is you know the fifth is where they really but talking about busting something wide open is Thompson would double the left Neapolt would fly out to center field deep deep ball in the right center uh, that got tracked down and caught. Eventually, as the weather heats up, those balls are going to start getting out and those balls are going to drop, start dropping. No, <laughs> balls. <laughs> those balls will start dropping uh, for Ben Neopold, but he's hitting the ball really, really hard. Today, he had two at-bats, if I'm not mistaken, where the velocity of the ball off the bat was over 100. It just so happened to go to somebody. But he had a deep fly into, into center. Pearson would strike out and two outs. This is how it went in the top of the fifth. Cruz got hit by a pitch, stole a base. Joe Bear walked to Joe Bear with Joe Bomb is what we probably should call him, who had had his first home run today. In the three-hole looked really good. Um, had a walk. Duga got hit by a pitch. Morgan would triple in the left center with the three RBIs and then live drive up the middle by Bear Jones. So third, fourth, and fifth inning that the LSU just really did exactly what they needed to do. And a lot of people, what's really crazy, and what's really crazy about baseball, we go on this rant all the time. All the time. Guys, you got to be okay with there being a letdown early in the season. A lot of people, even though they scored a lot of runs this past weekend, a lot of people were let down by what LSU and how LSU looked like at the plate. Now, you got a massive weekend, Kansas State, Iowa, and Sam Houston. Then you go to Texas. But look what's going on in the midweek right now. You got ULM beating Mississippi State 11-4. You got Vandy getting beat by Central Arkansas. Like, these things are just, it just happens in baseball, man. It just happens, especially early in the year. Good teams, though, really good teams find ways to win. Arkansas came back and won. Oklahoma State threw a no-hitter today with five pitchers. It is what it is. 
I think LSU is going to be fine. I hope that they sweep this weekend. I hope they go to Austin and smack the absolute dog cheeks or, or, or cow cheeks or longhorn cheeks out of Texas, and you continue to roll. I hope they don't lose any game. Likelihood of that happening is not is not very high. They're not going 56-0, okay? They're going to lose a midway game probably, all right? That's not to say, though, that's not to say that midweek games don't matter. Guys, every game matters. To the people who say that midweek games don't matter, have never been injured in a game and never played the game that they love ever again. Never. Guys, if I could get this fat ham hawk of a knee up here, I'd show you my scar. You got to play every game like it's the last because, guys, it ultimately might be. It ultimately might be. But um, on a Tuesday, went went absolutely crazy. Jacob Wiggins says you could pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. Uh-oh, look at Carl Dunn in the building. Carl the cat. <laughs> says it's been nice having under three uh, home run, uh, or three hour games, but don't like all the new any timing rules. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that for a minute. I don't want to go on a massive rant. It's so stupid. This like, look, Southern kind of got hosed today. Let's call it what it is. The, the balls that they kept giving LSU batters. Guys, this clock, this shot clock scenario is so stupid. I get it's helping speed up the game. Do something else. Give them massive amounts of warnings. Give them two warnings before you got to do it. Then there was a pickoff play at first. He gets the ball, gag, ball back. He, sits on, he stands on the rubber. Then they call a ball. I mean, and then Joe Bear, that's how Joe Bear got walked in the fifth. Joe Bear got walked in the fifth because it was a 3-1 count. And there's a scenario where, a scenario where you have a ball being called because he didn't do it before the clock goes out. I know that everybody plays by the same rules, but man, come on. Come on. I do like that they're not over three hours. I get that, but man, come on. Steve Young says, if you carry open, you risk others taking your gun from your open carry holster. He didn't have a holster. And using it concealed is much safer. True. Very true. Uh, Stephen Young, Stephen Young also said Diamond hit one in 2017 that was 400, 485 feet. I don't remember that one. I, that, you're probably right. You're probably right. I, I just did. I don't remember it. Bradley Rice says Lamar is three hours away from being Texas A&M. There you go again, man. Like, again. Again. You know, you freak out about this kind of stuff. But then you got AM three outs away from losing to my buddy Will, who's the head coach of Lamar. Him and his da- him and his wife Danielle out there in Lamar just doing shit. Is he at Lamar? I think he's at Lamar. Josh Forbes says, shout out to Max Duggan for winning the Davey O'Brien Award. That's random. I thought he already won the Davey O'Brien. Pooh, am I look. Pooh, am I, am I going crazy here? I thought he won the Davey O'Brien award, award in, like, December. <laughs> Josh, were you in a coma and just, like, 
just woke up or I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Chad Michael, this is a good comparison. I heard Jay Johnson make this comparison a couple weeks ago. He says, uh, Jared Jones looks like a young Mark McGuire. Dude's going to uh, be a good problem. True. Uh, Paul Sub says, Steven is right. That home run was came against Hofstra. Dude, I think I'm about to – Pooh, I think we're just – both of our podcasters are going to hire um, Paul Sub Martin for fact-checking. I think we need to hire him. Pay, like, pay him a Subway sandwich a month. <laughs> Give him a premium subscription to Pornhub. How would you like that, Paul Sub? Oh, I didn't see this. Uh, congrats to Lindsey Scott, says Pooh Bear, for being the number two pick in the USFL. I did not see that. I did not see that. Jason Tabor says, how scary is he going to be in the lineup with a healthy Tommy White? Very scary. I think he's going to play this weekend. I think he'll play this weekend. Uh, Bill says, what's going on with Brandon Miller and Nate Oates? All right, so we can talk about that right very quickly. Look, this has like been a legal class to some extent. Let me also preface again, I am not an attorney. I do any – I don't – I do have a legal background – Let's just talk about Brandon Miller. I'm not going to make an assumption on something that I don't ultimately know. Okay. I do, however, don't like when I see it. So there's three pet peeves of mine when it comes to, to court cases and legalities. Here's my, here's my three pet peeves. Listen to me really closely. Before you leave, listen to me very closely. This will apply to you. Number one. I absolutely hate when a rookie police officer responds to a wreck and do, if the, and when they get to the wreck, especially if it's a high-trafficked area, don't get the vehicles out of the way if everybody is safe. Meaning, if there's just maybe a little fender bender and everybody's okay and the vehicle can be moved, get the vehicle out of the road so people in a high-traffic area can get by. Okay, that's number one. Rookie cops, learn your lesson. Number two, okay, I hate when police officers, or pet peeve, I shouldn't say hate, a pet peeve, when police officers are running code one, which means no lights, no sirens, and then act as if they're not running code and do. If you're a police officer, you know what that means. Just turn on your freaking lights and sirens if you want to run code three run code three here's my biggest pet peeve without a question of a doubt today the detective that is investigating investigating the case on of the former alabama basketball player and now brandon miller being involved testified today okay and i'm somewhat paraphrasing somewhat paraphrasing somewhat not said that he believed that he had substantial evidence that Brandon Miller was contacted and was on scene when the shots went out. Let me just tell you something. There's And he kept saying this word, believe. I believe we can make. I believe we can make without a shadow of a doubt. I don't want you to tell me I believe, I think, I you know, none of that. I, I don't want to hear that in court. 
if you cannot make without you're there to make claim on things without a shadow of a doubt okay there's your legal legal uh, what do you want to call it? there's your legal class for the day i don't want to continue to hear i believe i need facts i need outright facts now uh pen jones asks is your legal background doing illegal stuff no it's kind of no <laughs> no no let me just say this though in the incident of brandon miller if this does come to be true okay i if i don't know how you deal with it because technically i mean do you arrest him for accessory to murder for again it is what it is. Now him being involved in a murder case and in Alabama, what do you do? It doesn't look good for him. It just does not look good for Brandon Miller in any way that you put it. Okay? However, are you going to if you this is a problem that I have right now with the Tuscaloosa Police Department. If you're going to go in court and say you believe that you have a determination that he was on scene and aided in a murder, then arrest him. Arrest him. If you're going to go in court under testimony, under, uh, under oath, and say that you believe and that you can make a strong case on it, then arrest him. Don't, be a, don't pussyfoot around the situation. But, but since you don't have substantial evidence, what it would seem like, and since you don't have, and this is what the ultimate thing comes down to, since you don't have probable cause yet, can't make an arrest without probable cause. Newsflash. Stephen Young says if it's in court, it better be under oath. He is under oath, but the way, Stephen, that this detective is getting out of this is saying, I believe. Believe, achieve, whatever. I believe that I'm the sexiest man alive. Is that true? Hell no. Dan says, ask Blake, did you see there's a kid about to make a uh, break Pistol Pete scoring record? I did see that. I did see that. I don't remember his name, though. It's in jeopardy. Uh, Alan Smith says, if you want to open carry safely, use a retention holster. Daniel says, hell no. Nah. Hell no nah what? Here we go. Here comes the devil's advocate. Daniel, you need to quit your day job and, and start a publication that calls and call it devil's advocate. Call it devil's advocate. Uh, Texas A&M just lost to Lamar. There you go, man. There you go. There you go. See, that's multiple SEC teams falling to the Southland Conference. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Daniel, I am. Can I make a joke? See, you can't even make jokes anymore without people. Uh, I was about to say, just make a simple joke, but I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. 
Uh, Pin Jones says, in Louisiana, the law used to be if you're running code three and you got in a wreck, you're automatically at fault. Don't know if that changed in the late 90s. I don't think that that – well, it is your fault if it is your – like the wreck is your fault. You know, like if somebody hits you, um, whatever. But you got to have you got to have probable cause. You got to have probable cause. All right. We an hour in yet? Yeah. 59 minutes and 20 seconds. Good show. Really good show. Um, Paul Sub says, make it a firehouse sub and a case of beer. Listen, if you want to come up part of AYS, I have legal a legal binding contract deal. I will buy you a firehouse sub and a case of beer every day, every month. <laughs> Pooh, hold on. Pooh, do you want an LSU historian on the Golden Boot Pod HBCU hour? And all we got to do is give pay for him to have a firehouse sub and a case of beer. I think that we win here. Uh, yeah, there won't be much LSU history on HBCU. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, look, man, you don't ever know what the pause hub knows. Uh, so we actually we do have uh like two challenges for uh pause hub. Uh, okay, it's a, guy named, it's a guy named Chuck that comes on every sh- like it, not just our show. He's like every show and every guest he brings on. He's like, oh, hey, such and such, and, they, and everybody knows him. And then Julian from Twitter Spaces. So Paul's Hub has some has some stiff competition. He might he might want to negotiate. He might be down to a six inch. Do you just do you just think of these things in your mind that quickly to get me to overreact about you saying he's down to a six? Uh, yes. Uh, get out of get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. All right, it's Pooh Bear. Or <laughs> Shane says, or he's up to six inches. God damn it! Good waiting. <laughs> this old vet says Blake likes that word stiff. Oh, Lord. All right, last one. We're out of here. Uh, Darren says, Blake, did you uh, did you do any looking at Iowa's pitching? Yeah, they got a stud. Stud. I think he went like I, – I, he, he had a ridiculous weekend. All right, I'm going to react to this. Daniel Williams said Blake is a cankle model. Daniel, at least I can do this and not have a receding hairline with your Peyton Manning-sized forehead. Your forehead is so big that they put the United States map on it. Your forehead is so big that they literally put the entire state of Alaska on it. Daniel, your forehead is so big, it can cover a universe. Daniel, your your forehead is so big that the nutty professor uses it as a blanket. 
Daniel, your forehead is so Daniel. Who are you talking about? You got like you built like a woman. You're like you built like a woman. You know your face is, is like thin, and then you're big all around everywhere else. Pause. Who are you talking to like that? I'm a gangster in these streets. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. See y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.